0: When I can have a virtual Tawny that does whatever you tell her to do interactively and you can't tell, you're not talking to her. You know, I've, I've got Tawny3D and VRTawny.com. <laughs> It'll, uh, that's my retirement plan right there.
1: Awesome.
2: Welcome to Porn and Coffee, the weekly adult industry podcast, bringing you the latest from the greatest in the adult entertainment industry. Naked and caffeinated and ready to go, here are your hosts, Jay Kopita and Thomas Gav Helen.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Porn and Coffee, episode 17. It's amazing. My name is Thomas Gavlin. I'm from. PlugRush.com, and with me, as always, Jay Copita from WhyNot.com. And today, Jay, we have a very special guest, as always, but we have something from the old, old, old days.
2: But live and kicking. Yeah, we've got a real old-school pioneer with us today, somebody who's been a friend of mine at least for 15 years now. Uh, I've always considered him to be a very generous guy, not just with uh, what he does for people, but also with his knowledge. And, of course, I speak of Steve Lightspeed. Uh, founder of Lightspeed Media back in the day, and also uh, now too hot for FB and too gay for FB. Uh, just an all-around great guy, and I'm really super stoked to have him on today.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Generous guy back in the day. Always remember us that uh, more than anything else, of course. And we're going to hear some crazy stories. So Mitt's going to be resolved, I think, or going to be at least told the right story, What what happened, what didn't happen. Right. Uh, Exactly. Solar girls, business. Ah, we had so much fun back in the days. We're going to go down memory land. Us also look a little bit uh, up to the future. Yeah, I think we uh, put some coffee in the cups and we'll we'll be right back after this.
2: You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, hear a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. Clickcash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal Porn and Coffee listener, Clickcash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash Porn and Coffee. Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings... MoFos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Wishties, Babes, Wiccan, Fake hub and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Romo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on Gay Pay Sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, pay top CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out. All right, everybody, we're back, and with us today is the one and only Steve Jones, founder of Lightspeed Media from back in the day, founder of Too Hot for FB and Too Gay for FB, and uh, really just one legendary dude in this industry. Steve, it is a real pleasure to have you with us here today. How
1: you doing, man?
0: I'm doing good. Thanks for having me.
1: Let's start with back in the days. Where did you start in the industry? How did you come into this fun, fun place? I actually
0: started uh, in 91, if you really wanted to go all the way back. I I picked the name Lightspeed on a chat board in 91, and it stuck with me all these years. But I really got uh, involved in uh, the adult web in uh, about 99. I was doing programming work, a lot of Y2K work, and we saw uh, an interview with a a guy from uh, Seattle who was making a ton of money. They called him the Bill Gates of porn. And my wife, kind of went, wow, that, that guy's just making websites. You know how to make websites. Why don't we do that? <laughs> so it was, it was actually my wife's idea to get into this business.
1: Behind uh, every successful man is a smart woman. How is it?
0: Oh, uh, you know, uh, anybody that's met my wife knows exactly that's true. She's, she's the, uh, the, the real force behind Lightspeed. She's my inspiration. Awesome.
1: So then you came into this uh, solo girl uh, business that was kind of really popular back back in the days too. The amateur game and the solo girls.
0: Yeah, you know, I, when I started, there was there was a, a lot of amateur sites, but it was mostly a model and her husband or a boyfriend trying to do their own site. And they really didn't have a lot of technical background. They didn't have graphic artists. They didn't have marketing support. And definitely they didn't have a lot of money to promote themselves. Yeah. And we just sort of had the idea that let's take our most popular girls from our, our original College Girls site and see if we could launch them off into their own branded website. You know, I I called it a, a corporately run solo girl site. <laughs> okay. Uh, we had a team of 30 people at one point working on these sites. That's a lot. It was not just a little mom and pop operation. No, definitely not.
2: What year would that have been, Steve?
0: The most people we had was probably 2003 and four. In the beginning, it was me and Rock Hard and Tanker. Uh, yeah. I had a real hard time just getting off the ground at my first two years worth of conventions. I was that mm-hmm. new guy that was like, I've got 50 hits a day and I wanna make money. And everybody just looked at me and laughed at me. Yeah. And not until we got serious and started putting money into the shows and uh, going to every single one of them. Uh, you know, One guy said, uh, I wouldn't have been so mean to you if I'd have known you were gonna be around this long. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what, what's interesting is is that i mean i started this industry around 2000 and i remember you distinctly like about a year after that 2001 when we made a name yeah and i mean you, you guys you you came on really strong i personally but then again you know i was a low-level employee back then and i really wasn't in tune with like who the big movers and shakers were other than what i saw at trade shows and very early on steve part of your business model was being generous. I mean, you were that guy that was paying for the party. You were the guy that was doing the crazy shit. And you weren't from like this big conglomerate company that was making, you know, millions of dollars daily hand over fist back in the 90s. I mean, you were really just your own guy and your own brand. And you didn't invent, obviously, the kind of goodwill that a company your size would, but you really did kind of pave the way, I think, you know?
0: Well, for me particularly, it was never about the money. I had a good paying job. I had my own consulting company. And I really just wanted to do something that was fun. And I've never had more fun than when I got into adult. People were great. Attitudes were great. I got to travel all over the world and hang out with beautiful girls and make money. It's a dream job. Absolutely. You know? Sure. We weren't really promoting ourselves. We were more celebrating how much fun this is and how many friends we were making you know the shows were really really about just having fun and we barely talked business at the shows interesting it was about making friends and finding people that you want to do
2: business with yeah it's so different now I mean people still have fun at the shows but it's absolutely nothing like it used to be and I mean yeah I don't see anything like it used to be everybody that was new to the
0: shows would get welcomed right away and Mm -hmm. now it's it's not like that I I see newbies
1: that leave early because nobody will talk to them
0: that's it's sad
1: yeah mm. it's kind of the thing when uh, we love to be behind our computers i think most of the guys that uh, are working in this industry and that's where we feel the comfort and i also remember this in phoenix uh, forum in 2016 this year that i met actually a, mm. uh, a publisher uh, that has never been to any shows before and he started two years ago and he was shaking he was nervous he was like so happy when i was just buying him a beer and, and talk to him and it was like oh 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 thank you so this is how it is all about so just doing that finding the people that is all by themselves and just bring them into the show i think that is so important
0: just being a newbie myself i learned early on that that's kind of sucked well, I, I always took not took pity but i always tried to be nice to newbies i I did a ton of conventions where I always did the newbie panel and I told people kind of how to get accepted, you know? Yeah
2: right well a big difference between back then and now is is that back then nobody was really texting we all had board handles so we were all really kind of just anonymous people posting on the forums and there was a finite number of shows so everybody went to you know the three or four that were going on at the time and it really kind of forced you to have to to talk to each other you know you couldn't get by with texting or disappearing or whatever I mean we all spoke back then so it was different not say
0: you know, meeting people in person is so much a better way to do business. We're all behind our keyboards all day long. Yeah. It's really easy to be misunderstood when you type short sentences. And you know, there's no no way to gauge if somebody's telling you the truth or not. Uh, when you're face to face with somebody, there's a lot of body language that you can pick up. And you know, I can talk to someone for five minutes and get a feel for who they are. Yeah, sure.
1: That's true. I started in 2004, 2005, and I remember we were making lots of money with Lightspeed and um, many of the solo girl pages that you were running. What do you think was some of the success with the websites that you were running back in the days?
0: We tried to do girl next door style sites. Yeah. It wasn't about porn stars and it wasn't about the naughtiest girls we could find. It was really, we tried to find girls who were approachable. Yeah. And I, I think that just was a huge success that we. You know, there wasn't a lot of companies doing it like that, in at that time, and we had Tawny Stone, who was just a phenomenon. Her single solo girl site made more money than all our other sites combined. No way. <laughs> yeah, she was a one of a kind. Um, and yeah, she was probably. Uh, I remember at one point she had search engine rankings between Sir Michelle Geller and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> she was r- ridiculously popular. Awesome. <laughs> and she's. At the time, she had never done a even
1: a hardcore. Uh, she's only ever done one hardcore scene, and that was with her own boyfriend. When she got married? I thought that was the scene you were talking about, because I remember there was something like
0: Oh, that. Uh, that was Jordan Capri that got was- married, and her honeymoon scene got stolen, and she
2: eventually ended up recovering it and selling it to me. Yeah, okay. But she was also one of your top models as well, Jordan Capri. It was probably like your top five, right? Uh, she was probably number two. Yeah, oh, she was okay. very popular.
0: I, yeah, I try not to rank the girls. I tell them, you know, you you've got the prettiest eyes, you've got the prettiest hair. <laughs> but uh, money wise, Jordan was uh, also a phenomenon, and uh, you know, I still love her. I, I actually have a picture of her right next to me. I um, as a screensaver. She's
1: just a beautiful girl. Absolutely. And then we will say that all of that business ended up in two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, something like that. 2010. Maybe. Yeah, you know,
0: various conditions in the industry change yeah. pretty quickly. Uh, no one's ever been able to hang on more than about seven years. So it's I think it's a natural evolution. Yeah, I think we're we're due for another large shift soon. Mm-hmm. But uh, in 2006, I turned 40, and I kind of had a just a a life changing event. Where my my daughter, who was six or seven at the time, came to me and said, you know, Daddy, you're missing out on all the good stuff. And it just broke my heart. I was actually supposed to leave for Europe the next day for three weeks. Yeah. And I canceled that trip and uh, I put a break on doing all the shows and I, I really put more effort into my family. And now looking back on it, I'm glad I did because those those times will never never come back. I see that. I can always go to another show. Yeah. There's always another show. My kids are 18 and 20 now, and I've been pretty much at home for the last eight years or so, and uh, I got to spend a ton of quality time with them. I'm really happy about that.
1: Yeah, I know you're back at the shows, I see. You have been at least for Internext and the Phoenix Forum in the States, and uh, you're promoting your new site. Over the last
0: couple of years, I had a new idea that I thought was good enough to develop so I've, I've updated my programming skills and uh, worked it all out myself that the too hot for FBE idea, we try not to use the word Facebook because it's not actually in the domain name. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But the idea came to me because of uh, a few photographer friends kept complaining that their accounts were constantly being canceled off of Facebook. Yeah. And I said, well, you just need to put stars and stickers over the, the goodies so you don't get yourself in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just literally said, there should be an app that and we went there should be an app for that <laughs> you know and then my experience with all the pay sites and affiliate programs kind of lent itself to building in a rev share model so the models can actually make money by sharing their own content with their own fans so they don't have to sell anything yeah. Uh, and other people who have traffic can use our system to get authorized content that they can share with their fans and make money. So it really works. It's like a super affiliate program. Yeah, it works well for for everybody.
1: So basically, I go to uh, your website, Too Hot for FB. I will upload a nude picture because anything else would not make sense. Some stickers will be available where I stick them on the pictures and I will get a shareable URL.
0: Right, we give you a URL that's coded specifically to you. Mm. So if you've uploaded the content, you get a commission every time someone looks at that picture. Mm. If you share the content out to social media, you also get a commission for traffic. Mm. So you can have people who just have content, people who just have traffic, or people who have both, right? and it's working really well. We've got gay and straight versions that are both uh, a year old now, and uh, it's been working fantastic. The models that use it, we have several that are making a few thousand dollars a month with it. Awesome. They don't even have to sell anything. They're just posting their own so few pictures that they've always been posting. Right. Sure. And I, I was really proud of that idea. I still am. I am still developing it out. Uh, we've got more plans for it. I'm not going to give the secret sauce away <laughs> here, but there's more. Right. Well,
2: the cool thing is, is that you know, there's an obvious need for it, and it's you know, you've never been short of good ideas. So uh, we definitely want to keep checking in on this and see how it's going. And obviously, since we're all on FB, we'll be able to see your progress as it goes on.
0: Well, Facebook. Facebook does have uh, something like 1.5 billion users yeah. now. That's it has crazy. more traffic than all the other social networks combined. Mm. Right now, adult is almost exclusively restricted from using Facebook. Everybody spammed it up and screwed, didn't follow the rules until they just said no no porn. Yeah. Facebook has restricted adult. And actually, I understand why, mm. because everybody thinks, well, it was just a nipple. Yeah. Well. You know, you've got to think of if Facebook is like a mall, we're trying to put a porn store right in the middle of it. Yeah. The same restrictions that porn stores have. You can't, if kids are walking by, you've got to be responsible. And I don't see a problem with that. I think censorship makes sense for certain conditions, and that's one of them.
1: I think part of uh, being successful in the adult dealers industry is to respect the rules for, like, in any game. So, I think that is absolutely really important. So, okay, you have been um, you've been through through something um, from from the old solo girl pages and now to this new thing uh, with the too hot for FB. Where do you see the industry heading?
0: What I see right now is uh, we've got all all sellers and no buyers. Mm. Uh, it seems mm. like everybody has become an ad network. I think what's what's got to happen is people need to remember that content is just as important as traffic. Mm. And we've got to work the content people back into the equation. Uh, right now, models don't want to work because they feel like they get paid a pittance and then never again. Yeah. You know, you don't see that in the TV industry or the movie industry. There's forever royalties for those actors. So why not in the porn industry? Also, you know, photographers, they see their content immediately getting stolen and they get nothing for it. So why should they spend their work or their time and money buying equipment and doing all the legwork so someone else
1: can profit? Yeah,
0: I think... uh, We've got to change the DMCA law. just, it does not work yeah. the way it sits.
1: It's a big chain, you know, all the way from the guy that clicks something to the girl or the guy in the company that made the content. There's a bunch of stuff in the middle there and everybody wants a piece of the cake. Nothing succeed without the other, I will assume.
0: Well, I, I, I hate to keep going back to the past, but having a, a pay site made sense because putting the pay site in the center of the business, the pay site people had to employ everybody else mm. so the models got paid the graphics people got paid motors got paid the affiliates now it's really down to the traffic guy and the live cam and dating people the only people making money anymore mm. content people are pretty much x'd out of the equation but i do think there's a lot of positive stuff coming I think the the positive stuff coming down the industry, you know, is always going to be new technology. The virtual reality stuff to me is pretty exciting. Uh, If you've seen the Microsoft HoloLens announcement, that's amazing. Put a virtual body right in front of you. (laughs) That's, I can't wait to get one of those uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and you know i think it's that's just the tip of the iceberg right? i think it's only a matter of time before we have things like memory implants you know here go ahead and share my sexual experience you know or, yeah or better yet someone who has good sexual experiences <laughs>
2: I'm going to sell that upsell to get that light speed shit out of my <laughs> head. <laughs> a lot of this stuff is, is scary. It kind of makes me wish I was born about 20 years earlier, you know? I don't know. I just, a lot of this stuff, it just you seems know like what, it's replacing. J-O,
0: everybody in history has said that. Yeah, I think so too. You no, know they haven't. The guy born in the 60s was saying that, and so he missed out on all the cool stuff from the last 20 years, you know, there's always new stuff coming down. You just got to look for it right now. I think the new AI stuff, that's what's got me excited right now. I've, I've been playing around with some of that and uh, it's, it's amazing. When I can have a virtual Tawny that does whatever you tell her to do interactively and you can't tell you're not talking to her. You know, I've, I've got Tawny 3D and VR Tawny.com. <laughs> uh, that's my retirement plan right there. Awesome.
1: But that again, all the new technology that you have mentioned, maybe if you take out VR, it's not based on the content people. So how will the content people come back into the game? Well, uh, there's always going to be and for
0: regular, what I call regular porn, photos, videos, stuff I could watch on my phone, you know. And, and there's a new generation appearing, there's kids coming up who never not had a phone in their hand. Right now, I'm seeing stats that make mobile look like about 75 to 80% of our traffic. Yeah. 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 I think adult has still
1: been slow to adapt Yeah, I've mm. talked to a lot of companies that aren't ready for mobile traffic. Well, that's true. There is still a bunch of mobile redirects being sold around in the networks, which is really strange because everybody should have mobile-optimized websites by now, which will handle and convert all the traffic. So,
0: yeah, you know, in Europe is so much further along than in the U.S. Mm. Porn, mobile porn in the U.S. is probably, I'd say, five years behind Europe, if not more. Okay. The only things I, I really like right now, it seems like what everybody's missing right now is we all want better. Data to make better decisions with our business. Uh, it, it's easy to find a programmer to make an app or to write a script. Find a data analyst that can take all your data and make sense out of it and give you information you can use. Yeah. That's there's nobody in the belt doing that right
1: now. We have two people doing that in Plug Rush right now, full time. It's a it's a very specialized skill, and I think people who are good at it are going to be worth their weight in gold. Oh yeah definitely
2: you know what i want to you know circle back a little bit you know i mean you can't really talk to steve lightspeed without you know bringing up a few things from the past obviously just because you in a lot of ways really were kind of a forefather in in you have no idea who i think i used to be (laughs) well let me do this a lot of the new people here tell us some of the legendary shit you used to do i mean you know there's some myths out there that it's like did you really do a helicopter race over the strip in Vegas about 15 years ago? What, what are some of the things that really did happen back in the day to give people a better sense of just what times were like, and unfortunately, it'll probably never be like again?
0: Uh, well, I remember my first Davian show, I walked in and Rodica was giving away vipers on the showroom floor. And I thought, we will never be that big. I'll never be able to do anything that amazing and i think three years later we had three stunt planes that we brought from phoenix and we put everybody that wanted to go up in a half an hour stunt plane ride get loop yeah. loops and cartwheels and pretty much everyone that went on them puked <laughs> yeah it was amazing i think we put 60 people up and uh, it was the bill for it was through the roof we had uh, three planes with full crews six top gun fighter pilots to take everyone out. That was probably the most extravagant thing we ever did at a show. Hmm. The helicopter races that you mentioned uh, is myth. Yes, that actually never happened. It was a fun tour in helicopters for about 25 people. We had four helicopters, and we did go around Las Vegas and back along the Las Vegas Strip, including a blinding, why not, Bob, by going through the light of the Luxor on our side. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, he looked straight into that light and said he was blind for half an hour.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, you could see that fucking thing from outer space. Why would you look into it? That's so hilarious. But when we when we got back,
0: I think it was Meat from Netpon said, uh, hey, we, this was great, but let's tell everyone that uh, we were actually racing the helicopters because that just sounds so much cooler. <laughs> right. <laughs> Within days, that just became a legend. It was. Oh,
2: yeah. uh, we were Everybody racing. believed it. I believed it for years. <laughs> um, <laughs> You I know. talked to a guy
0: at the last show who said that that helicopter racing story affected his business decisions for things that he did years later. What? And when wow. I told him it never happened, he was just like, oh
2: my God, you fucking <laughs> <You laughs> Devastated this poor guy. Unbelievable. You know, another question I want to ask you here. You know, in a lot of ways, you're kind of like a hero or someone that a lot of people look up to uh, from when they got their start in the industry. You know, and I'd have to say I'm one of those people. Who were the people that you looked up to, Steve, that were kind of your foundation, your heroes, that really kind of got your foothold going in the biz?
0: Well, you know, in the business, I think um, I I did have a few inspirations. Uh, Frank Cadwell from C.C. Bill, the father of C.C. Bill. He was the first person I met at C.C. Bill, the first person that gave me advice, and he was so generous and so kind, and he, he said, you know, Basically, I, I can see that you care about your products, so you're going to succeed. And that really, I took that to heart. That's great advice for anybody. Mm. You know, personally, uh, I watch a lot of baseball, and Babe Ruth is one of my heroes. If you know the Babe Ruth story, he was kind of a loud mouth and goofball, and he chased women and drank booze and cussed a lot, smoked cigars. He was definitely not a perfect person, <laughs> but he right. was a great guy. And he treated people like gold. And he was a yep. great baseball player. So he inspired millions of people just by being a good guy. It's kind of where I feel like I've tried to live my life. I just try to be a good guy. And if people are inspired by that, then that's great. Hmm.
2: Well, if, if you're the Babe Ruth of the adult entertainment industry, Steve, don't die. Because you know what? He only lived to be like 53 years old. From his success.
0: Did, did Babe Ruth die at 53?
2: I don't, I don't know exactly what year. But... Pretty sure he was in his mid 50s at his oldest. So yeah. uh, well, don't follow suit in that, Steve. We want you to burn for the out and fade away, I guess. I'll be 50 this summer, and believe me,
1: I'm not liking it at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, I'm a few years behind you, and I'm really just. I'm still in my golden years, so I'm good. But I feel with you. Yeah, yeah you're, <laughs> you're a pup. Just a kid. Freaking kid.
2: So, uh, let's see. You're kind of a pig like me. What are some of your industry crushes? Who have you liked over the years that, you know, you're willing to say on the air uh, and maybe still do just for the hell of it? Yeah, that's putting me on the spot.
0: (laughs) Actually, I I don't know if I'd call them show crushes, but I've met a few newbies who I really like and and respect. Um, For example, Christine, or Christina at Gamma. She's pretty new to the industry and she's... She's been great. Just yeah. great follow up. Super smart, and she's very great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she... I'd, I'd do her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with all respect, oh, love with it. all respect. David
0: Strauss from uh, from uh, Cam Four. He's a super smart guy, very likable. You know, I'm yeah. not gay, but if I was, it would it would be him.
2: Cam <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be a nice little twink to get behind you. Oh right? yeah, he's
0: great. <laughs> he's actually a really good guy. I, I've taken the first yeah, one in yeah. mentoring yeah. him just to help him get off to a good start. You know, and I, I've been working with, uh, speaking of gay, I've been working with uh, the guys at, at uh, uh, CyberSocket, uh-huh. Morgan and Tim yeah. and their crew. Absolutely a wonderful experience. I don't think I've ever worked with a company that I've had such an easy time getting along with and working with. Morgan, if you know him, he's so easy going. Uh, I called yeah. him my Zen Buddhist advisor. He's just great at, at tucking me down off the ledge, you
2: know? Yeah. Okay. You're listening to Porn and Coffee. While our hosts refill, here are a few words from our sponsors. Porn and Coffee is supported by ClickCash.com. ClickCash launched in 1996 with the single goal of helping affiliates make more money. As a loyal Porn and Coffee listener, ClickCash is paying you up to $200 for every new member you refer. To sign up for free, visit clickcash.com slash coffee Adult Force is the worldwide leader in adult premium products. Adult Force is your destination to do big business with all of these brands, including Brazzers, Reality Kings, Mofos, Digital Playground, Pornhub Premium, Wisties, Babes, Wiccan, Fake Hub, and more on pay sites. We also have Men, Sean Cody, Bromo, and the newly launched Reality Dudes Network on gay pay sites, and Nutaku.net, N-U-T-A-K-U.net, to promote the latest craze, adult video games. So you have a choice of flat rates, top CPM, PPS, RevShare, PPL, and on it goes. Just go to adultforce.com today and check them out.
1: I think we got uh, some some great, great stuff here, man. I don't know if there's anything you want to add. You asked me uh,
0: some of the myths about Lightspeed. Yeah. Jay, I'm sure you remember I gave away 200 Lightspeed jerseys. A lot of people who wore those jerseys did a lot of stupid things, and I got blamed for almost every single one of them. <laughs> uh, I, I looked out at, in Miami one year, and I saw, uh, I think it was uh, either Wiseman or Arkansas Dave throwing furniture into the pool, but he was wearing a Lightspeed jersey. <laughs> Arkansas Dave. Was it Dave. Yeah, I I,
2: was standing there right there next to him when he was doing it. But
0: everybody who looked out the window saw some asshole in a Lightspeed jersey. It must be Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you're you're about the same size. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, And in the dark, all you see is the jersey. (laughs) Awesome.
2: I remember that well. And I remember them talking to him about it at the show. And he was just oh, he was such an idiot about it, too. It's just like, dude, you got caught. You're throwing fucking furniture in the pool. No one does that anymore.
0: <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that doesn't happen anymore, and yeah, you know, maybe maybe for the better.
2: Yeah, I suppose.
0: Yeah, maybe that we just need to go back to Mexico and walk through a few more full full length uh, w- windows.
2: Yeah, that was priceless. Shit. Yeah, Mark Womack walked through like an eight foot plate glass window. Just so
0: did know. so did Eric from Vivid or from Webcast. Oh, he
2: did that too, huh? Awesome.
0: Yep, same window. <laughs> yeah, we the the YP shows, the Jamaica shows. Jay, I'm sure you remember Jamaica. That couldn't have been more oh, fun. Dude, I organized one of them. Yeah, those were the shows that really binded everybody together. You know, we barely talked business, but we made lifelong friends and have stories that'll last forever. That's, that's where I'd love to see the shows go back to, you know? Well,
2: I'm bringing, I'm bringing the YP back to, uh, to, to its existence, but this time it's going to be in Austin and it's going to be Austin. I saw
0: that. Are we going to have roasted pigs and stuff like that? Or remember freaking all those little kids out when the pigs started popping?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Very, (laughs) very tame by comparison. Yeah. There's not going to be any of that. There's not going to be a whole row of hookers with everybody's hotel room key. You know, well, going to be- well, then I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all
2: right, you, I'm going to have to hire a You unsold now.
1: your event, Jay. <laughs> Sorry. I'd love to come to that event. That, that sounds like fun. I'll, I'll yeah. see if I can't uh, pitch in. Steve, do you think that most of your success is more about making friendship than making business at the shows? Because you get everybody's uh, card and you get everybody's Skype and all the business is doing, being done home anyways.
0: Well, I, I think... Uh, you know, if, if there's one thing I could pinpoint that makes anyone successful, it's it's following through mm. and being true to your word. You know, my my father is who's deceased now, but always drilled into mm. me, your word is all you've got. And man, if people in the industry would follow that rule, just that rule, yeah. we'd all be so
1: much better off. No
2: shit, man. I think
1: that is a good way to end the show.
2: Absolutely, words of wisdom.
1: You're as good as your word. Thank you so much, Steve, for being part of this episode of Pouring Coffee. And everybody, you know it. It's a new episode next week, same time, same place, PouringCoffee.com. Thank you so much. Ciao. Ciao.
0: Plugrush.com, a self-serve traffic network where you can buy, sell, and trade traffic. Plugrush.com, moving traffic forward.